Raymond, I am so pumped about today's episode. This is going to be just all about Curry's insane historic run that he just wrapped up. Now, Raymond, but before we get started, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of our very first episode seven years ago. Do you remember that episode? We had a similar conversation about this. Do you remember this? It's starting to come back to me. Raymond, I'm so pumped. I can't believe we're about to do this. Our very first episode ever of our very first Bay Area Sports Podcast. How crazy is this? This is a crazy journey. I don't know what's going to come of it, but I'm pretty excited to just kind of have the ability to just put up a podcast in today's technological you know, world where anybody can have a radio show you know, commercial free. So let's let's get started and see what happens. Let's get started and see what happens. But you know what I just had? I just had the weirdest inkling. What if, what if like six or seven years from now, Stephen Curry, you know, Stephen Curry, the Golden State Warriors, what if he yeah. went on like an insane run and like broke multiple records and 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 was going for not his first, not his second, but his third MVP nomination. Wouldn't that be crazy? <laughs> That'd be insane. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Raymond, did we call our shot or what? So, Ray, before we get started, why don't you let the people know, fans who were with us on that very first episode seven years ago where we called our shot, why don't you let them know where they can find the current episode of The Gold Cast? You can follow us on Instagram at the Goldcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at the underscore Goldcast. And be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, anywhere that podcasts are syndicated, we can be found. And if you're on YouTube, make sure to leave a like and a comment because that tells the YouTube algorithm what to do with the video. And make sure to also subscribe and hit the little notification bell. That way you get notified of when we go live on the line, baby. And make sure your voice is heard every single opportunity because we love to hear from you and we always like to engage with the audience on Bay Area Sports. That is right. We do great episode today. Super fun. All about Curry's historic run that just got wrapped up yesterday. But hopefully, we're hoping he goes on another stretch like this. Then after that... 49ers sign three new players. We react to that and decide how we feel and who we feel fits the 49ers the best. But first, the greatest Goldcast intro in the game is about to drop. You're a professor of fanalism. I'm in the building. The greatest fanalist in the game. He's here too. Class is in session. Let's go. San Francisco, are you ready? This is the Goldcast. Welcome to another edition of the Goldcast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Salisa I, baby. Boom! Raymond, as we said, as we promised on last, uh, the last episode, I was going to say last week's episode, as we promised on the last episode we did this week, we are opening with our boy, Steph Curry, because even though he had, you know, came back down to earth a little bit yesterday, this last 11-game stretch has been historic. And like the Giants, he's been rolling. 
All right, Raymond. So to get started, why don't you start by just filling in if you've been living under a box, under a box that maybe maybe says 49ers on top of it for some of our gold cast empire. If you've been living under that box, why don't you let the people know what have the last 11 games look like for Steph Curry? Because they've been insane. Ooh. Um, where to start? There's so many things that Steph Curry did during this 11-game span. It was actually a little time-consuming to kind of gather it all. But thankfully, there's a lot of reporters that uh, get paid to write all this stuff, so we weren't able to compile it for, uh, a little a little from that as well. But uh, what we know is, here's what he did on a game-by-game basis. This is, all I have is total points and three-point scoring, which is kind of the, the two stats that really mattered the most during this streak. Uh, against the Bulls, he scored 32 points, and he was 6 of 14 from three-point range. Against the Heat, he scored 36 points, and he was 5 and 11, five out of 11 from three-point range. Against the Hawks, he scored 37 points and was 3 of 12 from three-point range. So, you know, a bit of a down night in terms of three-point percentage. Against the Bucks, he scored 41 and was 5 of 10 from three-point range. Against the Wizards, he was 32 points and 5 of 13 from three points. Against the Rockets, he put up 38 and was 8 of 15 from beyond the arc. Against the Nuggets, this is where it gets crazy, he puts 53 points up and is 10 of 18 from three-point range. Against the Thunder, 42 points and 11, from, 11 of 16 from beyond the arc. Against the Cavs, Comes back down to earth a little bit. 33 points, and he's 4 of 13 from beyond the arc. That, that's coming back down to earth a little bit. Like an, av- an average, yeah, that, that's average Curry. <laughs> Against the Celtics, 47 points and 11 of 19 from downtown. And then in the final game, that meaning the last game of the streak, he we played the 76ers, and he would put up 49 big ones, and he was 10 of 17 from beyond the arc. Wow. And you know what, Ray? I feel like he dropped that 49 points for the 49ers for the gold cast. That's exactly right. That's exa- That's 100% accurate. That's exactly what that what that point was. And then here's here's some extra additives. I know you got some numbers too. Here, here are the last four stats from my end of it that are important uh, to the streak. Steph leads the NBA in scoring with 31.4 points per game. He scored 10 three-pointers or more in four of the last five games of the streak. He scored 72 three-pointers total in the 10-game span. And the Warriors were 7-3 and three during that stretch. So clearly, when he goes off, they have a much higher percentage chance of winning. And as if that was not enough, Raymond, as if the episode we just did last week about about him breaking Wilt Chamberlain's record. If that wasn't enough, let, let me just drop some more numbers. If you do, haven't had enough numbers already, let's drop more numbers. More, it's it's like, you know those in the movies when like the genius is looking around and all those mathematical numbers are going around his head? This is that moment. Okay, here we go. This is what Curry was averaging through, through the first 10 games. We're just going through the 10 games. We're not even including the 11th, okay? This is just through the 10 games, okay? Let's not, the 11th was just... That was just that was just like frosting on top, okay? But through the first 10 games, 40.8 points per game. He was averaging 7.2 three-pointers per game. He was shooting 55% from two, 53% from three, 
91% from free throws, which we all know he's a free throw god. That's like literally he can do that in his sleep. He briefly, briefly brought the Warriors back to 500. That was brief, but he still did it. He surpassed Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan for most games of 30 points or more for a player over the age of 33 or over. The fact that you're able to somehow beat a record that Kobe and Jordan held, and then, of course, then surpass Will Chamberlain. So he goes, Kobe, Jordan, Chamberlain, on the streak, on the streak. He, he Three of the greatest NBA players of all time, the greatest NBA player of all time, his, his closest protege, and then a legend, Will Chamberlain. He surpassed Will Chamberlain as an all-time leading scorer in Warriors franchise history. And then uh, his Curry's Vegas odds skyrocketed from plus 10,000 to plus 1,800. He passed Harden, who was sitting at 2,500. He passed him. Now, now, so he now has the fourth best odds to win the MVP. The only players in front of him currently are Giannis, who's sitting at plus 1,600, Embiid, who's sitting at plus 350, and Nikola Jocic at minus 350. Steph Curry was on the Rex Chapman show last week or yesterday, and he was asked if he was the MVP. And Steph responded, I mean, I got to be. I got to be. I probably won't get it, but whatever. I like to be dramatic sometimes, so I'm just setting the table. <laughs> so so there he's already kind of like, you know, pushing against it, saying he deserves it, but also saying they're not going to give it to me, but I should get it. Then even Magic Johnson said that Steph Curry has left no doubt on who the MVP is. And then Kendrick Perkins also made a public apology on Twitter to Steph. He said, hey, at Steph Curry 30, anything I ever said negative about you, I apologize. Sir, what you are doing on the court and the game of basketball is beyond legendary in all caps. Now, Raymond, despite the success, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, they did come back down to earth a little bit. They lost in a nail biter yesterday to the Washington Wizards. Final score, 114 to 118, ending Steph's streak. Right. H- had he gone off, they would have won. Yes, absolutely. I mean, they, they barely lost. They barely lost this game. Uh, Steph's streak at, on game 12, this is, this is back down to earth numbers. 18 points, still very solid numbers for anybody in the league. He was 7 of 25 total field goals. He was 2 for 14 from 3. He was 2 for 2 in free throws. I mean, at some point, you just can't consistently put up those astronomical astronomical numbers forever. Like, that's not possible, right? Now, Raymond, the Warriors currently have 13 games left. Here's where the team is sitting, okay? They're ninth in the West with a record of 29 and 32. The Grizzlies are sitting at 8th. They have a record of 29 and 28. The Mavericks who are playing as a record, they're currently playing the Lakers, AD's big return, are are in the seventh spot with a record of 31 and 26. So with all this in mind, he's got 13 more games left, Raymond. But has what is, is what he done, is it enough for him to be the front runner as the MVP this season? Based on the criteria of the award and what's, I mean, Steph all season long has been carrying this team. And people have chipped in here and there at various moments, but there's only been one constant the entire season, and that's Stephen Curry. And this 10-game, 11-game stretch is coming in crunch time where they're trying to solidify a spot or just play spoiler at this point. And that is huge. I mean, obviously, we can't, you can't unnotice the, the, two, the three players that are in front of him, according to the odds, the Vegas odds. 
But at the same time, I mean, when you are doing things, when you're on a hot streak that includes the names of Wilt Chamberlain, Michael Jordan, and Kobe Bryant, I mean, it's kind of hard not to give him that nod. I mean, I'm not... I, I'm being a homer, but I'm also being logical at the same time. It's like, has anyone else, the three players above him, have they done anything like that? Outside of just kind of, you know, they, they, those those are all good teams with collective, they have a collectively good group, whereas the Warriors have a solid starting rotation, albeit inconsistent on defense, and a below average bench that has contributed to the up and down season that we have, that we've had all year long. So, I don't know. Curry is obviously, if Curry had been doing this all season long, I think it'd be like no, no contest, but no player can keep up that type of consistency. Not even Steph Curry, but I don't think there's a whole lot of room to debate against the fact that he should at least be considered in the top three, if not top two in that conversation. So, Here's here's what I'm going to contribute to this conversation. I, and I think it's very simple. Like, there's a lot of some ways you can look at most valuable player, right? Sometimes it's looked at who is the most valuable player to his team, who is the most valuable valuable player to his to the league, who is having the biggest offensive year in the league. Those are probably the three criteria that people tend to look at, right? And, and different players win different years for different reasons. And I think this year, if you look at the rest of the field. All of those players are on pretty stacked teams. Steph Curry falls under the category of most valuable player to his team. He's the most valuable player to his team. The Warriors would be dead last if he wasn't playing. And not only is he single-handedly offensively carrying this team, he is, as you already mentioned, putting up record-breaking numbers that are that the, the only people next to him are in the upper echelon of greatest players of all time. Again, Jordan, Kobe, Chamberlain. So I think without question, he deserves to be the front runner for MVP. Now, I'm not saying that means he needs to win. I'm just saying that he needs to be, uh, he's got to be somewhere in the top three of votes. You know, it, you know, maybe, maybe you give it to Jokic, sure, you know, whatever, but he he's, he's in that top three conversation. And if he can continue to carry this team, if he could somehow maybe leapfrog the Grizzlies, get them into the ace seed, maybe go on another three or four game stretch of, of just unbelievable out of control play. If he can do this again, you know, three or four more game stretch, I think he makes a pretty good case simply for the fact that he has no help offensively. He is literally carrying this team on his back and he's not a very big guy. Look, look at the, look at the picture in my background. He's not very big. It's not the biggest dude ever. Good. He's got a good spine. <laughs> got a strong spine. It's very strong spine. All right, Raymond, let's move on. It's time for Niners talk. So once again, Raymond, this entire time through free agency and all the way up to the draft, the 49ers have been busy. And we can add three more collective names to the ever-growing list of talent that is on this 49ers squad going into the new season. They signed former Raiders defensive end Arden Key, and former Raiders defensive tackle Maurice Hurst. They also signed running back Wayne Gallman from the New York Giants. So, Raymond, 
for those that are not familiar with these players, just break down the guys that we have currently got and give us your thoughts on them. Well, Arden Key is he's was drafted in 2018, so he's young. He's only 24 years old. Played three seasons for the Raiders. Only has three sacks in three seasons. So nothing eye-poppingly sexy about this signing, especially at this stage in the off season. Nothing. No one that people are bringing on at this part of the game is gonna like blow off the lid of anything. So that's one thing. To me, this is a depth guy. This is a guy who's going to compete for a starting position. He's not guaranteed one. So he's either going to light up, get a fire lit under his own ass, or he's going to light the fire in someone else's ass, and he's going to be off the team. Um, that That's kind of the, the gist with him. Maurice Hurst, I actually think, had, probably has a chance to make this team. He's a, also a younger player, was drafted in 2018, also played for the Raider all three seasons, has eight sacks in three seasons. And this is someone, you know, because he's a bigger guy, he's 291, he's 6'2". So this is someone that I can see actually filling in a rotational role, very similar to DJ Jones, in the middle, nose tackle position. And especially the players that we have rotating in on that side, I think that if he can make the team, this is someone that can easily fit into that rotation. This is exactly what I think they signed him for, especially because the bodies that we have there, they have some injury history. And it'd be nice to see a guy like this kind of rejuvenate himself and actually tap into his potential because he's still young. He's only 25. So both these players can have surging years if they tap into themselves and if it's meant to be and if they flourish in this in our type of system. The third signing is actually the most significant one, Wayne Gallman, uh, the running back from the New York Giants. He was drafted in 2017, and he's been mostly a backup to Saquon Barkley, although he was the workhorse in 2020, and he played 15 games because Saquon Barkley tore his ligament in week two. And he only put up 682 yards, so nothing close to Saquon Barkley. He did catch balls out of the backfield for 114 yards. He's actually accumulated 80 catches for nearly 500 yards over his four-year career. And he's rushed for for over 1,400 yards as the backup. This is a significant signing because this is, to me, this is the answer to the Tevin Coleman loss. You have someone who is a dynamic runner and can catch the ball out of the backfield. So now I feel like this signing addresses the Tevin Coleman loss. This is the replacement for Tevin Coleman, no doubt in my mind. I love that last statement. This addresses the Tevin Coleman loss. Wayne Gallman has never jumped off the stats for a significant period of time, you know, but that's that's a kind of okay. Like, actually, when I saw this guy, I'm like, he really fits the 49ers scheme because he's the kind of guy that's like, listen, we, we, we're we going to plug you in. It's not going to be every down. We're going to plug you in when we need you, and we just need you to ball when we need you. And he's capable of that. He's capable of being a more than serviceable bat, well, back in small bursts. Perfect. That's perfect. That's what we need you for. You know, the 49ers already like to use, they like to, they kind of like to rotate around who their heavy horses are. Even Raheem Mostert, like, you know, they, they kind of tried to move him towards being like the every down back. He got hurt. Everybody got hurt last year. So it, I'm not necessarily faulting him and saying that that's, you know, how Raheem Mostert's going to be. But he likes to, Shanahan likes to go in that rotation. You know, as we know, 49er running backs are nightmares 
for fantasy. Absolute nightmares because you, because you, you, you'll get him on a three game stretch and then he just won't use him again. And then he'll come back to him in three weeks and then, and then he uses him again. Or he'll say, that guy's not going to suit up and then they go. Or he'll say, that guy's suiting up and then he sits on the bench. You know, Shanahan doesn't care about your fantasy team. He's not interested in it. He's, he's interested in using his backs the most effectively. And Gallman to me is just a plug and play day one. I agree. He's the best guy. Last thing, Raymond, very quick. And then I got to, then we both got to run. Hurst on his Twitter, Maurice Hurst said, 49ers, let's go to work. The defense is about to go crazy. I just made that up. He didn't say it like that. Time <laughs> to eat. Raymond, is Hurst right? Did the defense get better with these two signings? I think they did overall. I mean, because whenever you have depth, that's going to stimulate competition amongst the rest of the players. And, you know, whoever performs better is going to stay on the roster. And that's the whole point of why you sign all these guys. That's why you have a 90 plus man roster up to this point, And then you chop it down to 52 because you want the players who are going to be there, uh, be there every day and who are going to put forth the effort to earn a spot, whether it's on the starting rotation or in the backup rotations. And this guy is capable of totally doing it. I think he's going to be in that rotation with DJ Jones. I think Arden Key is kind of a wait and see. And I think Wayne Gallman's definitely going to be in the running back rotation. He's probably going to be number two or three back, probably switching with Jeff Wilson Jr. Raheem Mostert's obviously going to be the first, uh, the early down back, you know, the one punch. And then it'll be a combination depending on the game and the opponent and the scheme. It'll be a Jeff Wilson Jr. and a Wayne Gallman kind of being that's rotating in on that second and third punch. I love it. I absolutely love it. Don't forget, we are back next week. And next week, Ray, we got the draft, baby. All Niners, all week. (laughs) Instant reactions coming for you. Uh, I am so excited. Last thing, congrats on the Giants winning game one against the the Marlins. Back at home, three zip. They be rolling. Now, before we leave, Goldcast Empire, let us know. Has Steph Curry done enough to earn the MVP spot? Is he the front runner? Let us know in the comments. Go to youtube.com slash the gold cast and let us know down there. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. And so concludes another edition of the gold cast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III. And with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Salisa first, baby. Boom. We'll see you next time. Same gold cast time, same gold cast channel. This is, is the gold cast.